Welcome to the Stop Down Photography Podcast, episode 29. I'm your host, Scott Davenport, and today's topic is living with a photograph. Hi, everyone. Welcome. Thanks for joining me today. I'm glad to be here. I'm glad you're here. Another dose of thoughts and perspectives on photography. I do hope you enjoy today's podcast. And if you do, please tell a friend and share the episode on social media. Today's topic is about living with a photo, spending a longer amount of time with a single image. It may be a piece of work that you have printed and put in a frame on your desk or hung on your wall. If you're not printing your work, I would encourage you to try it. In our digital age, our relationship with most of our images is short-lived. Yes, there's time spent when we capture the photo, there's time spent when we process the photo, but once the photo is finished, the relationship with most of our images fades away. There might be a social media post. From time to time, you'll revisit the photo when you're going through your photo library. But overall, it's transitory. I started thinking about this topic, spending time with a photo, because of this podcast. So a little backstory. Through the course of the week, as thoughts pop into my head about photography, some of them make me go, ooh, that'd be a good topic for the podcast. And I write those down in my little virtual idea board. And toward the end of the week, I sit down, pick a topic, and write the notes for the next show. I don't write at my desk. There are just too many temptations of diving back into the photo album or answering an email. You have all the digital distractions that we all have. So I work in a different room of my house, usually very early in the morning or very late in the evening. You know, when things are quiet, you know, the day is done or the day hasn't really started, I can let the ideas flow. In the room where I write, I have two canvas prints on the wall. Both are older photos of mine from like the mid-2010s, and they both happen to be from Europe. One is the Eiffel Tower in Paris, another is the Grand Canal in Venice. They both happen to be black and white, although that doesn't really matter. The subject doesn't really matter. The point being, these photos have been on my wall for years, so I've spent lots of time with them, consciously and subconsciously. As I'm writing the podcast, when I pause to think about the way the episode should flow or to compose the next note, my eyes will drift to the canvases on the wall. And I realized some interesting things about my relationship with the photos. At least I find it interesting. Let me use the image of the Eiffel Tower as an example. And I'll post that with this episode on stopdownpodcast.com so you can see the photo for yourself. It was early on in what I'll call my revival as a photographer. I hadn't you know, been doing uh, what I'd describe as serious photography for a while. The early 2010s came around. I started being a little more conscious of my photography, yeah, but by and large, this photo is a snapshot. You visit the Eiffel Tower when you go to Paris. It's one of the things you do, and standing underneath the tower, at least you know near underneath it, and you shot upward, capturing you know, the base of the tower, and it kind of just disappears off into uh, the distance at the top. You know, it's not a, uh, a unique photo by any means. It's hard to get a unique photo of a subject so very much photographed like the Eiffel Tower. But I do like the framing of it. It's a very bold framing that 
the tower feels like it's almost bursting out of the canvas using the corners to bring the eye in. You know, so I, actually the composition was, was pretty good. And I also remember spending some extra time in post-processing to coax out the detail of the background. It was kind of an overcast gray day, but there were some clouds out there. Because it's on my wall, I've spent quality time with it. I've looked at it countless times over the years. And what's interesting is what I see in this photo has changed as the years have gone by. You know, early on, I noticed the errors, the mistakes, or quote-unquote errors and mistakes. It's cramped in the upper right corner. There's a little lone tree down in the lower left corner kind of infringing on the composition. There's certainly some lens distortion going on a little bit. The awkward angle of the tower, it's some visual tension that doesn't really resolve. The leading lines are supporting a lead, but then there's this really big horizontal break uh, you know, where the you know, struts of the tower are interrupted by a platform. And you know, that's a, there's a flow, but it's an interrupted flow. And so it's that, uh, that critic mind that I would look at the photo with. And that's important. You know, we, we need to have some level of self-criticality. It's one of the ways that we improve. But over time, I notice those things less, or I notice them and thought about them in a different way. Like that cramped upper right corner. Did that lend itself to the feeling that the tower is, you know, this powerful structure, so much so that it threatened to burst out of the frame? It's big, it's powerful, it's a subject that can't be captured or tamed. Does that tight composition reinforce that feeling? I also started paying attention to the incredibly dark center of the photo. I mean, it's really, really dark. From six feet away with the photo on the wall, it's completely black, no details. And what I found is, curiously, that didn't bother me. You know, uh, I, my mind would fill in the shape of the tower. There's enough that is around it that we know what would be there. Just you know, our, our brains can fill that part of it in. Now, if I were looking at this on a screen, I'd immediately gravitate to opening the shadows on a print hanging on the wall, part of the physical world, those really dark areas didn't bother me. I inherently understood the shape, how it fit into the rest of the structure. It actually adds some necessary depth. And the thing is, it's not pure black. A little bonus, you know, you walk closer to the canvas and the details are revealed. You can see the ironwork, you can see the bolts. They're just very, very dark. So the shadow detail is there. It's like a little surprise to be found by someone that's more than just the casual viewer. My takeaway is I became aware of this shift in perception. I learned at least one thing. Deep shadows with almost hidden details are okay. And maybe I can incorporate that into newer work too. Living with a photo expanded my artistic boundary, if even just a little bit. So this thing about living with a photo for a longer extended period of time, by necessity, <laughs> means we need to print our work and I've really enjoyed printing my work over the years. If you haven't, if you haven't tried it, 
I want to point you to the show notes. There is a series of videos I have completely free that talk all about printing your own work from simple, straightforward, casual print to if you want to get into the color profiling and, and so forth. But the very first video just talks about, you know, why to print your work and it will improve your photography. You will get better as a photographer. There are just things that you see on a physical print that you don't when you're looking at a screen. Uh, Now, this example I shared in the podcast, it's kind of taking it to the extreme. It's a photo I printed, put on the wall, and it's been there for, you know, the better part of a decade. But even just after a few weeks, take the challenge of this little mental exercise. See how your feelings change about the photo after it's been on your wall or on your desk. Just be mindful of that. And then see if there's anything that you can reincorporate into your photography. Like in my case, the you know, learning about the deep shadows in the physical world, it didn't bother me that there wasn't always detail to be seen. It did depend on where I physically was in relationship to the print. Could I see the detail or not? But even from a distance, it didn't bother me and it became a bonus. See what types of things you can find in your own photo, but detached from the screen. Get something printed out. I think you'll find it fun and eye-opening. Little studio news this week. Uh, In last week's episode, I mentioned I was working on some new video courses. The first was On1360, The Complete View. That released this week. I'm very happy with how the course turned out. If you are using On1360's photo sync service and you're looking for more information about how it works, suggested ways to operate with it. I go through a whole series of different workflows involving laptops, tablets, desktops. It's available now. If you're a member of the Patreon community, you got access to this course last week for free. It's one of the ways I can give you something tangible to thank you for supporting this show. I have also started work on uh, a Luminar course, which is timely. Uh, Skylum just released version 4.3 of Luminar. So that should probably be done in the August timeframe. So stick around, stay tuned for that. That will be another course I will make available to members of Patreon for free. Another thank you for supporting the show. And if you're interested in learning more about the Patreon community, these are the folks that make this podcast possible. The ones that month in and month out continue to support the show. Can't thank you enough. If you were interested, check the show notes. There's a link to the community. There's also a button on every page of stopdownpodcast.com. It's called support the show. Click that. You can learn more about it. That brings this episode to an end. Get some of your photos printed out. Get something out of your screen and onto a physical piece of paper or canvas or something and spend some time with it. I think you'll find you will learn more about the photo than you thought you would and you can incorporate that back into your own artistic journey. Hope you've enjoyed the podcast and if you did, again, please, you can share it with friends. If you have time, rate it on Apple Podcasts. And until our next episode, my name is Scott Davenport. Have fun.